everyone. Welcome to the Cultivate podcast through the Grove Church. I'm Charlie Lofton, the lead pastor there, and thank you so much for joining us. And we are in episode two of kind of helping us learn and understand Islam. I've got my friend Peter back here with us again. Hey, hey Peter. Hey, Charlie. Good to be back. Hey, thank you so much. Thanks for being with us. Appreciate it. In the last episode, we got to hear just a little bit about your heart and kind of what's your journey that you've been on. So if you did not catch that and you're just catching this, I encourage you to stop, go back and listen to the first one. And there's one thing I want to clarify if you did listen to the first one. And I, I was asking confusing questions. I kind of pride myself on asking good questions. I was being confusing. We we're talking about Muslim scholars and it seemed like you used the, used the phrase twice and it meant two different things. One was kids who get scholarships, right. the people that are part of your school, the Methodist school. Yes. But then there was the guy who you've heard him as a Muslim scholar and that's more... That was like a Muslim academic. Right. Okay. All right. right. So that was two different uses of the same thing. I asked, I asked, I fumbled that question big time, but that, that's what we, so, so when we use it probably from here going on talking about Muslims, if we talk about Muslim scholars, we're probably talking about that second kind, kind of what, what the academic, an academic Muslim would believe or think versus what say a, just a common Muslim would believe. Okay. So here's the thing. When, and so what I'm going to do, we're just probably just going to talk some questions. Like I think about the things that most people maybe learned in a world history class about Islam or other religions, or if you've ever taken like in college, maybe a comparative religion class. One thing I've heard a lot, and I would say you hear it mostly from more liberal minded people who are trying to get Muslims and Christians to get along well. They'll say, I don't understand why Muslims and Christians can't get along better. And they'll say, because they all worship the same God. So I have, I, have a, I guess, a, a two-part, maybe even a three-part question by that. What do you think they mean when they say that? Do you agree with that, that Muslims and Christians worship the same God? And do you think that a Muslim would agree with that? Right? So you just right. take that in any order you want, or you can just go off on a speech sure. on something else if you'd like. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's a pretty complex and nuanced topic. Right. And, and I would say not all individuals or religious scholars share a common opinion on this. Okay. So it's pretty sensitive in that sense. So different perspectives and interpretations exist. Right. Um, and hey, just so you know, you know, we don't know me or our church very well. Any really good question a really good thing to think about has a nuanced answer. Okay. I could ask you yes, yes, no questions all day long. And who sure. would, who, who wants to listen to that? Sure. I'm like, if I'm going to ask you a question, I don't want you, I want you to have to think about it. Sure. <laughs> so, so there's a wide variety of opinions within the Muslim world, even about right. how they would answer or respond to that. Cool. Okay. Is that what great. you're saying? Yes. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Okay. So but this is what I think, okay. right? Oh, when people say that Christians and Muslims worship the same God, they're referring to the belief that both both religions worship a monotheistic deity. Okay. A monotheistic. Yes. So just one, there's only one God. One creator, right. one creator of the universe. Okay. And so both Christianity and Islam, we know this, we trace their origins back to the Abrahamic tradition. Okay. Right. And which also includes Judaism as well, historically. And uh, these religions share the same belief in one God who is compassionate, just, and all-powerful. Okay. Now, the, the thing is this. There is a theological difference be- between Christianity and Islam. 
especially in regards to the nature and characteristics of God. Okay. If, for example, the belief in Trinity and Christianity. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the oneness of God in Islam. But the core concept of monotheism is shared between Christians and Muslims. The fact that there's only one God. There's only one God. One and God. when you think about, okay, God is, there's just one of him and he's all powerful. Yes. He created everything. Yes. So in concept, like the, the overarching concepts of who God is, Muslims and Christians, Christians are the same. And then you said, and Judaism as well. Judaism as well, yes. Because it goes back, you said it goes back to Abraham. Abraham, yes. Genesis 12. 12. He's called called by God and essentially yes. is the father of the Jewish nation. Yes. Now, is this, uh, this, I feel like I should be saving this for episode three, but we're already here. So Abraham has two kids. I've heard this before. Abraham has yeah. two kids, right? right? Isaac and Ishmael. Yes. And that, you know, the, the Jewish community traces right. their lineage through Isaac. Right. Is it true that Muslims kind of trace their, at least their, maybe their spiritual lineage, if not their genetic lineage through Ishmael? Yes, uh, it, it is true. Okay. But it's not said in the Quran. Oh, okay. Yeah, that it, it only says in the Quran, it says one of Abraham's sons. Okay, so yeah. coin flip. Yeah. Which one? Okay. Yeah, so it, it didn't exactly say Isaac. Okay. Yeah. So, but yeah, we'll, we'll talk a bit, a little bit more about that. So we've got Abraham, episode. who's kind of the father of the Jewish nation. Yes. And but Jesus comes from that, right? Yes. So you got Jew, you got Judaism yes. and then, and then they trace their lineage, lineage to, to one of Abraham's son. Yeah. Most likely. Most likely. Not Isaac. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> which means which Ishmael. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All Ishmael. Right. Yeah. But there are, so even though there are an overarching framework. Right conceptually, academ academically the same God, but in yeah. practicality, like there's some core, some core differences, right? Yeah, there, there, there are definitely core differences. Like people argue that since both religions trace their lineage back to Abraham and acknowledge the same God uh, as the ultimate authority, they are essentially worshiping the same divine being, albeit with different understandings. Okay. Right? So that's the problem. That's where it draws the line. See, there's 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 different understandings of of uh, of Ishmael, right? And Isaac, you know. But for me, uh, there are biblical absolutes uh, that talks about the oneness of God in the Bible. So, for example, Deuteronomy six four says, "Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one." Okay. And Isaiah forty four six says. Thus says the Lord, the King of Israel, and His Redeemer, the Lord of hosts. I am the first and the last. Besides me, there is no God. And Isaiah 45 and 5 says, I am the Lord. There is no other. Besides me, there is no God. And 1 Timothy 2.5 says, For there is one God, and there is one mediator between God and man, the man Jesus Christ. Okay. So, you know, so when... Talking to Muslims, I would agree with them that there is one God, you know, and we share some common perspectives. I, and I would usually share some common Bible stories to have biblical conversations with them. Okay. And so, for example, in the, uh, the Al-Quran, and there's some common Bible stories, and the Quran actually has references to various stories and figures in the Bible 
And of course, their stories have some variations in details and interpretations. But a few examples of common Bible stories mentioned in the Al-Quran would be, for example, Adam and Eve. Okay. So Adam and Eve, the story of creation of Adam and Eve and their residence in the Garden of Eden uh, and their temptation by Satan is mentioned multiple in multiple verses of the Quran. And this, is, this can be found in Surah Al-Baqarah, chapter 2, verses 35 to 37. And, and then Noah and the Ark. Okay. Uh, basically, the whole narrative of Noah and the Great Flood, his building of the Ark and the survival of his family and select animals is mentioned in several chapters in the Al-Quran. Okay, you, again, I'm going to pause you here for a second. You keep... you. you if if I were talking about the Muslim book, I would say I'm a southern Southern American. So I'm about the Quran. You're saying something different. Al Al Quran Al Quran Al Quran. What is all? What is A L mm-hmm. and then K O? What is what does A L mean? Uh, it's usually uh is that it? Is this called Al Quran? Oh, okay, it's the the full full. Uh, okay, there you go. Yeah. While while I'm okay. learning things, we'll pause here for a second. I'm sorry. Sure. This is, I'm sorry. This is, how, this is how I am. We use the word Muslim and Islam. Is Islam the religion and Muslim is the person? Like we use these words kind of interchangeably. Hey, someone is a Muslim and a Muslim is a part of the Islamic faith. Sure. Is that how those two words are different? Uh, Well, Islam is the religion Mm -hmm. and Muslim means uh, uh, I submit to God. Okay. So the word Muslim actually means I submit to God. So basically Muslim means I'm a follower of God. Okay. Yeah. And Islam is what we call the religion. Yeah. Okay. So if someone, they say someone is an is Islamist, I've heard that before. Right. As opposed to calling them a Muslim, they're not Muslims, they're Islamists. So they would be hardcore. Hard. Okay. This is, yeah. that means like, hey, yeah. now we're really, we're really, yeah. we're, we're super into this. Yes. Like, like maybe fundamentalists. Yes. Fundamentalists. Yes. Correct. Okay. You're right. We're just learning stuff here today. Man. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Sorry, I, I interrupted you. I don't know. I'm sure you were in the middle of something great there, but it's kind of how I'm sorry about that. It's it all right. <laughs> uh, it's, it, you know, it's, uh, it's interesting because uh, we contextualize the gospel and, uh, and we would never say we are Christians. And we, we would, we would only, always say we are followers of Nabi Isa, uh, which means we are followers of Jesus. Okay. So Jesus in the Al-Quran is, he is called Nabi Isa, uh, a prophet. Okay. So that's not his name. That's not how you say his name in Arabic. It is a, it is a title that he has given. Nabi is prophet. Mm-hmm. Isa is his name. Jesus. Uh, yeah. I'm just, I'm learning, I'm learning all sorts of things. I'm gonna have to go back and re-listen to this <laughs> so I can make sure I really learn all this stuff. Okay. This is really good. So, you know, how we would just, and sometimes, you know, when we contextualize the gospel, we would say we are Muslims just to build a bridge. Because Muslim uh, means? Means followers or follower of God. I'm submitted to God. Okay. So literally it really means I'm, I, I submit to God. Okay. So this is, this is what we did. I mean, you haven't, you didn't listen to this, but this is what we were doing a few episodes ago. I was talking to the two guys who were, have a real heart for Hindus. They were just like, man. Hindu is a, is, is a culture, right? Like you, you can be a Hindu and be a Christian. It's like, and so we, we're not, we're not, we don't have to throw out the word Hindu right? because we're trying to contextualize yes. the faith to who you are. So we're not, we're not trying to change your cultural identity. Right. We're trying to make you a follower of Christ. And so right. be a Muslim. 
I'm a Muslim. Yeah. By what that word means. But to be a Muslim who... I submit to God. And so in our case, we say, I submit to Nabi Isa, which means I submit to Christ. Okay. So the word Isa actually means Christ. All right. You know, and so, and as long as you say that you believe in Nabi Isa, they are fine. <laughs> You're best friends. All right. They will like you. Because uh, Nabi Isa is in the Al-Quran. And it's and thought highly of. Very very highly would he yeah. would he be considered like a like a like a like a like the next in a series of prophets there was you know we got yeah. we got Adam and Eve we got we got Noah we yes. got Abraham but we he got was Jesus the most, most respected and honored prophet in Islam maybe number 2 no, after after Muhammad <laughs> right, right, right number 2 is like is it a close number 2 or is it like number 1 is Muhammad and then no no close number 2 close yeah. number 2 yeah okay yeah and so in their in their world as far as if we knew what Jesus really said, he would have said nothing different than what Muhammad revealed in the Al Quran. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Except with certain, there's little uh, variations in the right. way Muhammad said right. certain things. So the know? differences in beliefs that we have about who God is, about how to find God, about what Jesus said, from a Muslim perspective, the difference is. At some point along the way, somebody corrupted and changed what Jesus You could said? say that, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I think Muhammad, yeah, which we'll, we'll talk about it in the Hadith, because mm-hmm. the, the Al-Quran is the, like the holy book, and then the Hadith is the writings of Muhammad. It's called the Hadith. Okay. So which we'll talk about it in a while, in a bit. Okay. But um, I wanted to say, you know, that when you... Uh, when the Muslims know that we share common stories like Abraham and the sacrifice, for example, they would naturally uh, feel connected to you and feel comfortable talking to you because if they see similarities in the Bible and in the Al-Quran. And uh, so like, you know, the Abraham, the story of Abraham and the sacrifice. Right. Uh, we talked about it a little earlier. In the story of Abraham's willingness to sacrifice his son, which is in the Bible, and is is Isaac, right? Right. Yeah. But it's also mentioned in the Quran. Um, but the Quranic account does not specify the son's name. Ah, okay. But, but refers to him as his only son. Mm. So this is actually found in the su- Surah al Safat in chapter 37, uh, verses 211. And it actually says in the, uh, in the, in the Al-Quran. Okay. So, you know, so, and Jesus, what about Jesus? For example, Jesus is Isa, right? And, and the Quran portrays Jesus as a significant prophet and messenger of God. And it includes stories uh, about his miracles from birth to Mary, you know, and, and you can find this in Surah Al-Imran in chapter 3. And his ability to perform miracles and his message of monotheism. So okay. all these things are in the Al-Quran and, and it gives us good, a, a great platform to have conversations because these are stories they have heard, they've read in the Al-Quran. They, uh, and, uh, and so, yeah, so this, I think these are great stories, but there are differences in details. Right. And the way it's interpreted compared to the biblical accounts that we know of. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and the Korean does provide their own perspective and emphasizes on their own central themes and teachings uh, within these narratives. Okay, so we've got, it seems like we've got it, we've got a, we've got a very similar framework for who, for who God is, monotheistic, all-powerful, creator. We've got a similar history, religious history, with, with the stories as far as Adam and Eve and, and Abraham and, and even, even with Jesus. We got, we've, got, we've got a common history here, common understanding. So we've got a really good platform here. Right, common language, yes. common history, common yes. understanding of God. So right. it seems like we're we're all okay. We're like we're like we're like we're like so close, but it, we break off at some point. Yeah, there comes a point where there is there is a core key difference right. between yes. the Muslim faith, Muslim theology, and Christian theology. How do how how would you describe that break? Like where does it? Okay, well now we're very similar. We've created the common language. We've got the common ground. So blah, 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 comma, but they don't believe Jesus. Okay. Uh, they basically don't believe that Jesus is, can give us eternal life. Okay. That's something they, they will not agree to. So one of the, one of the ways as, as I've been talking with different people about different religions, kind of been asking the question this way and um, who is God? Right? Do we have the same common understanding of who God is? And it seems like the answer to that question is is yes. Right? Some, close enough. Close enough. Right? And you think about who we are. You know, mm-hmm. we are we are people created by God, created in His image, and that God wants some sort of connection with us, or that at least our lives are should be lived in devotion to Him. Right? Okay. So we're still on the same. Okay. So. When, when Christians talk about, well, here's, the, here's the problem. The problem is sin. Sin separates you from God. If I were to ask a similar question to a Muslim, what would, what's the problem? What's the problem that Muhammad and the Al-Quran, what is, what, are, what, are, mm. what is the problem that they are trying to remedy? Mm. Well, it's... Uh... It's the same. <laughs> okay. So we're still, we're, still on, we're still on the same page. So, we're, still we're, same still, page. we're still on the same page. Well, Islam views the primary problem of humanity as the inclination towards sin. Okay. And the potential to deviate from the path of righteousness. So, so we're supposed to be on a path towards righteousness. Yes. But sin is... Whoop. Yes. Basically deviating from the path of righteousness and leaning towards sin. So... Muslims believe that humans are prone to weaknesses and temptations like we do. Okay. You know, which can lead to immoral behavior and distance from the guidance of Allah. Okay. And uh, so this separation from God and disobedience to his commandments are considered the root of individual and societal problems. Okay. So, so similar. All right. So, so, so pick your gospel presentation, if it's a bridge diagram or the old crusade for spiritual laws or the Roman road or whatever, right, Hey, right. God, God loves you. And yes. you know, you're created in his image and you sin has separated you from yes. God. It is taking you off the path that God wants you on. We're, yes. we're just, we're just trucking along. Every, everybody's nodding their heads and yes. we're all good. It's like, and that, so now it seems like, so the problem is, is the last question, yeah. which is the biggest one really. Yeah. What's, what is the solution? And we right. would say, 
It is Jesus' death on the cross. Right. And we'll talk about the atonement and the forgiveness right. that comes from believing and trusting in Jesus. So right. we've got, so the solution is the problem. So what is, what is the, the, the Muslim solution? So sin has got me off my path right. of righteousness. And I'm talking to a Muslim and I say, I want right. to get back on the path of righteousness. I want to have a good relationship with Allah. Yeah. What is the answer to that question? Well, the solution, according to Islam, lies in seeking forgiveness. Okay. And guidance from Allah. Okay. Right. So Muslims are encouraged to repent for their sins, uh, seek His mercy, and strive to lead a life that aligns with His teachings. Okay. And uh, so the Quran serves as a guide for moral conduct and provides instructions on how to achieve spiritual purification, personal growth, and a harmonious society. So this, you see this uh, on Fridays, they go to the mosque. Right. And so every Friday they would be washing their face, you know, with hands and they wash their okay. hands, their feet. It's basically symbolic of asking God to forgive them for their sins. And so they would, uh, you know, bow down, you know, four or five times, right. you know, when they pray. It's basically just uh, asking God to be merciful, uh, to forgive them for their shortcomings. So um, the thing is, Muslims also believe in the concept of accountability okay. in the afterlife, where the ultimate judgment will take place based on a person's deeds and faith. Okay. So they believe there is a heaven. Right. Then they believe that God will judge them one day for their sins. But if they continue to go to the mosque and follow the five pillars of Islam, they, okay. they, they will be fine. All right. So... I don't, there's something that I like to do. I like, I like to simplify things to make sure that I fully understand it and people understand it. But in, in trying to make something, making sure I fully understand it by simplifying. And I don't, I, don't, I don't want anything that I say to feel like I'm oversimplifying. I don't want anybody to feel like I'm trivializing the Muslim faith. But I'm going to try to sum this up and then you can tweak my summary if you'd like. So, for, so I, I, need, I need to confess, I need to tell, so I, I've, sin has gotten me off the path. And so I need to ask God to forgive me for how I got off the path and, and I just need to do better. Yeah. And, and, and the Al-Quran and the teachings of Muhammad specifically tell me what do better means. Yes. So I'm, I'm sorry. And it seems like I'm sorry is a yes. perpetual yes. thing. Every, every, every Friday, Friday yes. and probably the several times a day that Five I'm times praying. A day. Right, right? So, yeah. so I'm, I'm constantly sorry for whatever missteps that yeah. have happened between the last time I said sorry and now. Yes. And that I'm constantly striving to do better. Yes. And following the five pillars, which we'll get to. I, I skipped it. Right. I know you're looking at your notes here and the questions <laughs> I told you. And he's like, yeah, you threw me off. He skipped it. We'll come back to it. Sure. Like, we'll talk, we'll talk about it. So, so, so I'm, so here, here's, we'll, we'll leave this with the last question okay. for, for the, for this episode. And we'll right. start the next one. Right. Kind of knocking out these pillars. Right. So I tell God, I'm sorry. And I'm trying to do better. And then I go, I die, I go to heaven and I'm now going to be, do I have, do I have a confidence? Do I have a confidence? Like at what point can I feel like you know what? I've been sorry enough and I've been good enough that I can have a hundred percent confidence or does anybody have that? Or is there always just kind of a sense of which I'm 
I'm pr- I mean, I did, I did, I did pretty good. I, I, fingers crossed. I hope for the best. I think like, is there, is there a point in which I know that I've been good enough that I can be confident that Allah will accept me? Well, uh, <laughs> well, I think the Muslims have that confidence. Okay. All right. Because, uh, for them, the, uh, they know that Islam teaches them that the ultimate solution to the human problem lies in surrendering, surrendering themselves to the will of Allah. Right. So as long as they do that, they surrender themselves to the will of Allah and seek His forgiveness and follow the example of Prophet Muhammad as a role model for righteous conduct, they'll make it to heaven. But is there a sense of, I guess this is the thing that when I, when I think about, and I, and I think about this in terms of not just with what you're saying about Islam, but there are plenty of pr- people who would call themselves Christians who I think would, would probably think very similarly to what you're saying, right? Where it's just like, I'm, I'm just tell God, I'm sorry, and I'm trying to do better. Yep. And, and my, my position with God is based on me doing better. But like the, the anxiety that comes with me when I think about if I were trying to live my life that way is, What's the standard of good enough, right? That's the thing that Jesus does. You can't be good enough. Jesus, Jesus died for you. Is, do, do they, is, there, is there a struggle of that anxiety? It's like, because I look, I look next to me and this guy seems to be more committed than me. And so maybe he gets in and, and, and I don't. Is, is there that sort of fear? Is it like, no, no, no. I'm, I'm basically doing the right things now. Do most Muslims have that level of confidence? I think they do. Okay. Yeah. As long as they do A, B, C, D, and E, I'll make it to heaven. So now we got to talk about what A, B, C, and D, or E are. Right? Yeah. That's, yeah. I know what you're thinking right now. <laughs> you shouldn't have skipped that, bro. <laughs> well, we're talking about stuff. We don't even know what A, B, C, D, and E are. You skipped right over it. Right? Well, I'm sorry for me being whatever it is that I am. But I do like to, we do like to try. We do like to try to keep these to right around 25 minutes. And so we will we'll, we'll pause here for right now and we'll pick it up and we'll start very specifically with kind of what the five pillars are. So I think we got a good framework here. So all teasing of myself aside, I feel like, okay, we understand kind of there is a, a lot of common ground, a common framework about who God is, about what the problem is, about sin and even the common history that we have. But the solution is the problem. Like we, we believe fully that Jesus had to die to make up to, for, for me to be forgiven. It's not something that I can just fix by apologizing and doing better. Right. And so, but the Muslims say by, by, by real contrition, real repentance, and then a, a striving to be on the path of righteousness by following this path, you can, you can get things right essentially, essentially on your own without any sort of divine sacrifice, right? And so we, we kind of got there, which is good. I, th- I think we, we came about it a different way, but now we circle what exactly what that path is. So we'll pick up right there. And so thanks again for joining us, Peter, and thank all of you for being with us and for listening. Encourage you to keep coming back. We've got a couple more of these. We're going to kind of continue to explore the Muslim faith and what it means. And we'll spend some time again talking about the five pillars. We'll spend some time talking about kind of some other misconceptions and ideas that some of us have around what Muslim is. And we'll kind of have, I don't know, a lightning round where I'm going to ask you questions. You can kind of correct or affirm some of the things that we have been led to believe. And so that'll be good. So please join us for that. And if you are not a part of the Grove and you're listening, we would love to connect with you. You can find out about our services 
and all about us at thegrovechurch.org slash connect. Um, so you can find out about our services, our times where we meet. We'd love to meet you there. You can fill out a little form there and just let us know you're listening. Or if you're not local and you would still like to connect with us, you can find out everything you need to know about our services that stream online. Any way that we can love you, serve you, help you, please let us know. Uh, we're so thankful that you're listening. Thanks again, Peter, for being here. And thank all of you. And please join us next time. 